From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Wednesday, November 3rd. I'm Sarah Reif. PG&E crews have been moving through public and private forest lands throughout Northern California, taking down thousands of healthy trees within hundreds of feet of its lines. Many landowners believe that if they refuse to allow this work to be done, they, not PG&E, will be liable if the utility's infrastructure causes a fire that spreads in the surrounding vegetation. But Harry Vaughn, a landowner in southern Humboldt, may have found a way to save the marked trees on land that's been in his family for generations and make PG&E pay for it. We had all these people walking around our property without identifying themselves, and at some point it just comes to a point that you get pissed off. You find out what your options are because the landowner does have options. Vaughn said PG&E contractors had been on his property almost every day for more than three months, often at odd hours with little or no notice. Crews marked almost 700 trees in his forest, many of them high-value Douglas firs. He estimated that he would suffer losses up to $80,000 if the company removed all the trees they had marked along one of the power lines. Well, the last time we talked, we did a little tour of your property, and you showed me a lot of the trees, and there were about 700 trees on your 260 acres that were marked for removal or really severe trimming. And now it looks like that situation has changed. So can you outline how you did that for any listeners who might want to pursue a a similar route? Yeah, I have a non-industrial timber management plan on my property where I do log. And so I have a forester that I hired to write my management plan who actually is a registered professional forester who can practice forestry in the state of California legally. And so he's hired a couple other foresters to come and review the mark. And so they're going around and they know the codes and everything, and they've got access to the database for changing the database. And they're unmarking a lot of trees because we've had all these arborists that have no training whatsoever in tree species, and they don't understand forestry in California, and they don't understand tree species. I've had fir trees marked in the database as tan oaks, and it's really hard to get that mixed up. But the people at PG&E have hired can't even tell the difference between a tan oak and a fir. And also thing with the having a forester on staff is they know how to put a no-work order on your property. We now have established a no-work policy until we reevaluate the nearly 700 trees on our property, that no tree will be cut until we evaluate the mark. And I think it's um, really necessary to point out that your forester is able to get PG&E to pay him and his staff, so this wasn't money that, that you had to come up with. Yeah, that's a really interesting point, is when he subcontracts with PG&E in order to supply forestry expertise to PG&E where needed and when requested, but he has hired two other foresters to work through his office, and and now their wages are being under subcontract to PG&E. PG&E is paying their wages, so the cost is not borne by me as the landowner at this point, it's borne by PG&E, which is going to run up the cost because they're paying for this to reevaluate the bad mark that they put on. Now they've got to pay foresters to come through and remark and reevaluate, and it's going to take more time. And meanwhile, we got time. I mean, these trees have been here for decades, and they've got time. We got time. I don't know what PG&E's rush is, but 
they're hiring untrained staff that have no idea about tree species or defect or log value or a lot of things. The other good thing about the registered professional foresters that are hired by our forestry firm is the fact that they're going to be on site to evaluate and supervise the tree crews. I also indicated that we have to have limited number of vehicles on wet roads, that we have to limit the number of people on our property at one time because we can't just unleash a bunch of trucks on our property and we don't want to damage our roads. They're wet right now. One of the things we're going to have to do on that we're going to require is that they clean their spikes each time before climbing trees. They have to disinfect the spikes so they don't spread disease into our forest. Are you also in a position to insist on environmental review and, and on wildlife protections? And that's a good point. We have to restrict our activities during wildlife season. We have to conduct our owl surveys and we have restrictions in areas for nesting. The oaks are one of the most biodiverse forests in our area, and we have warblers and orioles that nest in these trees, and we can't be having bird nests cut down. So if it goes into the spring, then we'll probably have to not allow cutting during the spring during nesting season until it opens up in June or July. Vaughn has some advice and encouragement for other landowners. Go through the phone book, find out who your foresters are in your area, and just start making calls and finding out if there's a forester that'll come out and evaluate. And You don't have to let these PG&E contractors on your property without recourse and a second opinion. Or, as we say in science, peer review. My background's in science and not political science, so... I believe in the scientific method and peer review and not just accepting being bullied by and intimidated by PG&E and their crews. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Reif. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.